Welcome to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little tired as we record this, but I hope it doesn't show. He's a little sleepy. (laughs) I think you're pretty good so far. Yeah, long weekend. Long weekend. (laughs) Uh, Fun, but long weekend. Um, You know, that's what happens when you you go out and have fun. The next day, you're tired as shit. Yeah. After like 30, being hungover is so hard. It's the worst. It's and I'm really hard. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, I'm 35. And it's like, oh I'm just boy. a dilapidated old crone. Yeah. I had like, you know, you have a little <laughs> bit of scotch and the next thing you know, your day's ruined. Oh my God. Liquor. I can't like, <laughs> I had a few beers last night and this morning I was like, well, I guess I got to quit drinking. Like, yeah, that's what it feels like every time. Yeah. Unless like, I'm this like, is a, this is a life decision every morning after I have mm-hmm. a couple of drinks. Mine's like, have one beer and you got to say no more. Yeah. If I do over that, it's next day I'm going to feel it. Jessica's very good about making me drink water in between beers when she's we're smart. drinking now. Yeah. Yeah. Best with my my girlfriend. She's smart with that too. Yeah, and I am not. Me neither. Me neither. I'm like, no, no, Once no, no, the no, ball no, gets no. rolling, come it's- on, let's just keep drinking. Yeah, <laughs> dummies. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, great. We have a really um, fun um, issue to go through. That's <laughs> very. It's a big. It's part of a big piece of I think uh, Hellboy's mythos. Yeah, which is very fascinating. But before we get to that. We got a little segment that you guys love from last week because there was a lot of it. Today, there's a little of it. Oh, boy. Email. No, we got an email um, from our classic returning uh, listener and emailer, uh, Drew. Hey, Drew. (laughs) And he says... As his classic opener. Hey, crappers. Oh, man. Drew's really trying to make this happen. Uh, I think Drew, he I can't has be at this called point. a crapper. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you're going to have to plead to him about not being called a crapper. <laughs> Did I mention how old I am? I deserve respect. <laughs> uh, he says, another fun episode, which is uh, he's referring to because this email is about our almost Colossus episode. Sweet. He says, I enjoyed the Heinz brothers input. This was the first Hellboy story I read, not when it was brand new, but sometime within a year, a couple years of when it came out. And I've been hooked ever since. That's an interesting one to start on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause it is, does throw you a lot. You're coming in. I guess it does at the top, give a lot of really quick, good, um, expositional, like back, mm. um, backstory real quick to at least catch you up to speed. Yeah. Not too heavy handed, but enough that you're like, okay, I know why this is occurring. Yeah. So that is it's interesting to start there. Yeah. Totally. And it's like you're coming in with characters that who've already been established, meaning Hellboy, Liz, Abe, um, the whole BPRD. And then you, in a sense, are, by the end, you're getting introduced to a new character who will continue on in the BPRD. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I wouldn't have assumed that, though. Like, reading. No, Even totally though they not. sort of are like, oh, oh, come hang out with us. Like, even then I would be like, well, we're probably not going to see too much of this guy. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like a death at the end of that, yeah. the, the, that story. Totally. Yeah. For him. For old Roger. <laughs> Uh, He says, listening to this episode, a couple things occurred to me that I have never thought of before. He says, Kate said something about Roger being injected with humanity that his brother, evil dude. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you for referring (laughs) to the dudes. The Heinz dudes. The Heinz dudes gave us the dude labels. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, didn't have. And I thought, wait a minute. Maybe that humanity came from Liz. Maybe when she deposited her power into him in Wake the Devil, she also gave him a trace of humanity For sure. they wouldn't have had it otherwise. Yeah, I think so. I think 100%. I agree with that totally. Yeah. Um, visually, it makes sense um, that, and yeah, getting power from a good person definitely will highly influence you. Seems. Yeah. Yeah. So, very cool. Um, then he goes on to say, Either Will or Kevin brought up the biology of the giant and questioned how swallowing Roger would preserve his mind like evil dudes. Now, I wonder if maybe it wouldn't work and maybe evil dude knew that and he saw through Roger's trick and decided to play a trick of his own, but it backfired. Eh, Hmm. 
interesting to think about, but I think I like it better that Roger's ruse was the perfect plan and it fooled evil dude. Yeah. I mean, Either way, it works. Yeah. Still neato. I think I want to go back and reread it and think about that. Yeah, because that is a fun it. way to think that maybe he thought, yeah, get in me. And he's like, I'm just going to eat him and I'll, I'll be in control the entire time. Yeah. Because you probably missed the opportunity to be part of him anyway. Yeah. But at the same time. Homunculi are weird. Yeah, they're, fun... they're weird creatures. They're not yeah. like us. <laughs> And who knows if they need to eat like us too? So they're their whole. But it's all the about like imbuing is, energy into like other things. Like it's not even. It's like yeah, I guess they don't really need to eat like that. They're made of spices. Yeah, and, and blood. blood and blood. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> bot like fat. Yeah, the fat of humans. Yeah. So it's totally different anatomy. So either way, it does work. It's a good way to look at it and see maybe if he did what maybe he is onto it, but then doesn't realize he has that power yeah. from Liz so much. Yeah, it's a cool way to look at it, uh, Drew. Get your mind thinking. <laughs> um, and it's because all because of those Heinz boys. <laughs> uh, <Hey> smart. <laughs> and he says, you guys were trying to remember how Roger comes back to life. It's in the story called Abe Sabian versus Science, which we will be covering, which was a backup story in Box of Evil number two. I'm not sure exactly what order you're going to be reading the stories, but make sure you read that before Conquer Worm. We definitely will be. Okay. Uh, we are going chronologically, so they will... Co- um, by publication, out. not yeah. So we'll be hitting it before. Sweet. Um, and since Roger is a major character in that story, for sure, he's right about that. Then he says, "I also want to wholeheartedly agree with the suggestion to read three story, the secret history of the giant man. It's awesome, as are Matt Kent's other works like Revolver, Mind Management, etc. Cool. So great. Um, call out and agreeance to the reference. I've started." M- making a document for myself with all the recommendations. Cause after a while I was like, wait, what, what did like, I, I feel like I forget it. Please share everything. that with me. Yeah. I mean, so far it's just a, it's, it's, you know, it's not nothing special. It's just like titles written down, but I will go ahead and give that to you. And whoever else gives a shit about it, I guess we could. <laughs> yeah. I would. Yeah. Still it down. I would love that because there's so much that I want to, like, especially yeah. there's so much. And he, and he says here too, and thanks to the Heinz brothers and Kate, now we need to track down Ambush Bug. And I'm the same. Kate, you left. And oh, I, yeah. I revealed I had never read it. Um, Ambush Bug is funny. It's like, uh, or I remember it being funny. I haven't read it in a long time. But it was kind of like similar to how like Deadpool started, where it was like self-aware talking to the reader and like breaking the fourth wall with a lot of stuff. And oh, cool. Just general silliness. But a little less like, fuck you than like, you know, Deadpool's become very like, I don't know. I feel like this Deadpool's like getting dumber and dumber, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's just Maybe. not for me, really. Yeah, it's more I think, so it, I think Ambush Bug is a little like even sillier than that, and like a little less serious than Deadpool. than Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's a whole other podcast about Deadpool to go off on I Deadpool. Know, yeah. Because yeah. did you see the movies? I have not seen the second one. Right. I did see the like the first one. Mm-hmm. I saw both. A while ago. They're yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Like I get why little, I get why like kids like it. Yeah, I get why I get why college boys like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I get, yeah. It's like a very, it's a very like boy movie. Boys love Ryan Reynolds more than they, any woman I've ever met. Like, yeah. Every time Ryan Reynolds comes up, it's a man who's like, oh, oh I will kiss him or whatever. Yeah, like, I agree. They're all like, I wish I could be like that. Yeah, yeah. I could be He's so funny very... like that <laughs> and have those abs like him, but also be funny and handsome. It's so, so. Oh, and he can say stuff and get away with it. He can say the stuff that I want to say. Oh my God. Yeah. But you're nailing can't, it, dude. <laughs> but can't, you know, like he goes there. If I was hot like him, I could there. say that You know, shit. I could get away with saying stuff like that. Because <laughs> he's not being politically correct and he's saying stuff that, you know, that we're all thinking as men. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's completely I'm sure right he's about. a very nice person yeah. or whatever, no, but literally it's just that. boys who are like are in love with him. Very funny. Um, <laughs> he says later, but then he also puts this, so this is something I just want to reach out to our audience because he says, P.S. There seemed to be a, a problem with the audio glitching out on this almost Colossus episode. No. He, it was never bad enough that anything was lost, but something was going on. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Thank you for that heads up. I think it might have been a little bit of just because we recorded that episode differently than what we recorded all the other episodes. Yeah. It's because we had 
um, Kevin Hines from um, Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider Spider Man. He's actually calling in remotely, and yeah. Will Hines is doing all the recording, which he did a great job of. It's just it's a different system, so it sounds differently. Yeah, that might be a little bit. And then I had to go in and edit it, so there might be. It's not the same. I still think it's good quality. It just might be different. But that said, please, just like you reach out to us to yell at us for our, our uh, mistakes in the information we talk about, <laughs> yeah. if there are any um, um, errors audio-wise, especially if it's ruining your listening experience, please let us know. Yeah. I'd happily would love to fix that. Yeah. So thank you, Drew, um, for that email. Yeah, man. We really appreciate it. Um, And that is all there is for this segment of Oh boy, email. Um, if you want to email us, please um, send your emails to ah crap, a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. As well as we'd love to see your reviews um, on Apple um, Podcasts. Um, please rate and review us. That'll bring more listeners to the podcast. Yeah. Because um, we love having more listeners and hearing from all of you listeners. So, oh, it also makes me wonder. I wonder, Drew, what your uh, relationship with Hellboy is. Now I like want to know more about like these, oh, guys, these who, guys like email us regularly. I would love that, you guys. Yeah. Feel, feel Alex, Drew, John, yeah, Jonathan? please, or anybody. I don't abbreviate his name. Yeah, he doesn't go by that. That's fine, Jonathan. Yeah, and that's a great. I'm glad you're asking them to do that. Please yeah. emails. Let us know Just your relationship and history with Hellboy. And if you're new to the podcast or you haven't emailed. Go ahead and email us that yeah, same dude. information as your first email. And we'll do we'll we'll give you that time on the podcast. Yeah, dude. We will <laughs> we'll read your goddamn email. We'll read your goddamn email. <laughs> we will read them word for word. <laughs> I've yet to not do that. There's one thing. We might get facts wrong and maybe mispronounce a lot of stuff, but I will read every word you every emailed word us. That you read. <laughs> no one has done it hasn't done an email that's offensive yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't try that shit. Yeah. Then yeah. You're I'm done. Not, <laughs> I'm not Ron Burgundy. I'm just gonna blindly read your email. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back, we're gonna jump right into the right hand of doom. T M Z E M T V Refinery twenty nine. What do all these companies have in common? They bring you celebrity news and they didn't hire me. You know I had to do it to them. That's what I bring to you Extra Extra on Campfire Media Podcasting Network. Extra Extra is a hot buffet of all the delicious celebrity news and gossip you want and need. According to me, because my opinion is the only one that matters, obviously, tune in every Tuesday as my guests and I share our unwanted and unfiltered opinions on all your favorite celebs. No celeb is safe. I'm looking at you, Mila Kunis. Listen now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast with your hosts, me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going right into the story, The Right Hand of Doom. Yeah. Um, this story um, originally was published in black and white um, back in the Dark Horse Presents annual of 1998, which was published in August of that year, which actually says in August 1998, but dated September, but still 1998. And then it was originally printed for color the first time when it, when it was republished in Hellboy Volume 4, The Right Hand of Doom. And also in the library edition, it's in color as well. Yeah. So, and it's connected sort of as an epilogue of sorts. Um, it's, or there's an epilogue in the box full of evil, which we'll get to eventually, but it's directly connected to that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Mignola himself says um, when it was published in the trade, it says, he says, after I'd been doing Hellboy for five years, very few people were asking what the deal was with the big stone hand. I decided to direct attention to it with this story, of course, I wasn't going to tell what the hand was, but at least now readers would know it was something. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like he pretty explicitly says what it is. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. This. Like, I guess I guess it's not like he, he doesn't give you every single answer, but it's like, oh, this is kind of what it is. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, and uh, of course, written and illustrated by Mike Bignola, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Pat Brousseau, edited by Scott Alley. And yeah, 
Yeah. That's a, it's wonderful. Check it out. Oh, and I, for any new listeners and people that are picking up these new um, stories, you can also, if you're not getting the library or the older trade back, of course, it's in the Omnibus Edition Volume um, 2, Strange Places. Sweet. I should actually give more of that information for anybody that's new to Hellboy. Oh, yeah. But great. Good call. So let's jump in. Yeah, so we see like um quick like cold open kind of panel with uh one of his like medieval sculpture like kind of that like uh like I forget what uh, this kind of sculpture. It's like a faux like sculpture. Ah, it's not like the whole sculpture. It's almost like it's flat. It's two dimensional in a sense. Yeah, like it's and it like protrudes stone. from the wall, but not. It's not entirely freestanding. Yeah, Dang, I, dude. I wish I knew what that was called. I don't know. Um, Whatever. I'll I'll look it up. But I it looks like, like my... it's a monk or some sort of religious figure. <laughs> yeah. So we um, have like yeah, or a saint or something. Yeah. Um, and then someone is speaking Hellboy, and then we get the title "Right Hand of Doom." We're in uh, Lazarza, Spain, at a church. Yeah. Um priest telling hellboy i knew you'd come the doctor said i don't have much time uh yeah so he's like wanted to get in touch with him uh we find out that it's adrian frost whose uh father was professor malcolm frost who like was just bent on getting hellboy killed basically destroyed because he thought that he was too dangerous he was Um, there when he was um appeared brought forth and he immediately was like kill it yeah. And everybody else was like, no. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it just looks like a kid or whatever. And then kind of lets you know, like, he pretty much like his like his uh, son is sitting here telling Hellboy, my dad was basically hellbent on trying to convince the United Nations to destroy you. But then they granted you honorary human status, which yeah. is like crazy. And that um, sort of shamed and like ruined his father's career. Yeah, he like fell apart and he didn't live long after that. And like... um. I thought it was cool here that his, uh, like Adrian says, it's important that you understand something. He wasn't an evil man. He was just afraid. Um, yeah. Which is like, I mean, I guess that's all evil. Like, you know, all evil is kind of like that. Like, I don't yeah. know. Or like, or you can be it can, like evil actions you, might come from fear. Yeah, for sure. Like just, uh, yeah, or like hating a group or a specific person a lot of times couldn't come from that. Like, yeah, the unknown. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, kind of fuck you, too, because he was like trying to get Hellboy destroyed. And <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, you know, it's not like an excuse to hate somebody, but it was just a interesting thing for him to like put in there to be like, my dad wasn't bad. He was, you know, just afraid. Yeah. And yeah, he takes out a little piece of paper that had been tucked away in his father's Bible. It's like, I've never seen anything like this. Um, but Hellboy recognizes it right away. Old Lemurian? Lemurian? Or, yeah, Lemurian, Lemurian. or Lemurian. Um, and and then, he's like, yeah, I know that. I was yeah. taught it as a kid. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a secret language. And it says, behold the right hand of doom, which is the first time we're hearing that in the story, right? Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's the first time we're we're really being called this. Yeah. Um. I've referenced it as that just because I've read for this, but I do think this is because as he said, he's just like, I got to let them know what this is. Yeah. And I think this is giving it a name versus just being like, oh, it, he happens to have a big, you know, stone hand. Clobber hand, which is probably how it started. Like it was probably just like, probably, oh, yeah. he's got this sick fucking, <laughs> he's basically got Thor's hammer attached to his wrist or whatever. Yeah. Which um, is f- very fascinating. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I'm very curious how much. He made it just a big clobbering hand design wise and then found a or deconstructed it and found like a philosophy or not a philosophy, like a purpose, a for mythology, it? or yeah, behind it. Yeah. Or if that came before, because right after he looks at this parchment, um, he the father gives a quote and it has an asterisk and it says Pope Sylvester II, AD 1999. I don't know because I'm not a Googler like you. Okay, if that's an <laughs> actual quote or not. I don't know either. I, mean, I don't I think would he's made up so, a lot of stuff at yeah, this point. Yeah, he's saying like Pope Sylvester. Um, yeah, like maybe he like found some quote relating to right hand and like, you know, revelations and stuff. It's, um, yeah, but, he like found something to like kind of like 
paste it onto retroactively. Like, which is cool. It is cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, the quote in is, and I looked down into the end of the world and saw the beast and in his right hand was the key to the bottomless pit. Yeah. So it's like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. And I love Hellboy's response to that. Yeah. I've heard that one, but I've never seen anything like this. Meaning that what he's looking at about directly. It's almost like as if along with us, Hellboy's finding out the name of his hand yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the first time. Or knowing like, oh, there's more to this, my big stone hand, my big stone hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's something that he doesn't even know about himself. And it's like, but I mean, yeah, I wonder, He, I guess he's heard that he's like the key before. Um, and he's heard this like quote before. For sure. So maybe he thinks like. Yeah, like somebody else has tried to apply that to me before and I don't totally buy it. Yeah. But maybe like somewhere in his brain, he is worried that that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's like, he's saying basically that he'll give him the, like, he'll give him the paper in exchange for like hearing about what Hellboy's story is, I guess. Yeah, like his life. Yeah. It's like... Because that's a very interesting thing that this priest wants to hear. And maybe it's, I mean, it's not said on the page so so much, but maybe it's a little bit of that guilt from from who his father is. Totally, because I'm sure yeah. his father was like, this thing is a deal, like, you know, he's painted him in a certain way to his son. And it, Hellboy has sort of... Proved him wrong. Yeah, proved him wrong. Everybody else disagreed to the degree that, like, it kind of destroyed his dad's life. So he's probably like, yeah, maybe as a priest, it like it's all about like forgiveness and stuff, right? He like wants to hear the human side of Hellboy, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he like asks him for that. It's like um a neat way to like make Hellboy have to talk about this too. Yeah, it is a good way to get a little that history because I think we've had a. We're gonna hit stuff that we've already read about, of course, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of stuff that I think we're hitting on even giving us a little more backstory for him. Yeah. If we're just going off the pages we've read, because like the really right off the bat at this point, I don't think we've heard a lot about his time as a child or in New Mexico. No, no. So this is almost beyond his, um, him appearing. It's sort of been the only image. So, so thus far that we've had of him as hell as Hellboy as a child. It's so cute too. Yeah, this picture. I love that he chose to make it like an old photograph, yeah. like a sepia almost photograph of him, and he like written his name like in chalk on the wall of yeah, he's wherever like he's staying in New Mexico in a base, most likely. Yeah, his hand is. I love too that his hand is something he had to grow into. Like yeah, it's, it's still, always been the same. <laughs> I guess if it's a key to a lock, like if it's a literal key, yeah, then it's gonna be yeah the same the whole time. Oh yeah, it's so neat. And he's wearing a funny jumper. And the jumper's wearing, clearly bigger, too big for him. Because if you look at the belt, if he's on an Air Force base, that's probably a uniform or something. Yeah, right? there's like, like the well, smallest we'll one they had, and then still stupid, too big. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and then him as like a badass, like huge buff guy in the next one in Fifty Two. He joined the bureau, and, and I love how he says real quick that he like I appeared in a fireball in an old church in England. They took me to the base. Uh, New Mexico Air Force Base, and he says, where I grew up really fast. Yeah. And I'm I'm very curious if that's a reference to actually physically growing fast, as well as just, like, I had to, like, I didn't get, like, I didn't have much of a childhood, too. Yeah, if he's, like, growing up on this Air Force Base, he's probably surrounded by all adults. There's no other kids mm-hmm. hanging out talking to him. At this point, he's not established. He hasn't been given human status or whatever. Yeah. He's probably getting, like, made fun of and like probe maybe yeah, like looked like, at a lot yeah as yeah a, and it almost as an animal yeah so he's probably you know he grew up fast just had to become tough and like like emotionally i guess for sure it's probably getting not just like made fun like fucking ridiculed or like uh, just people hating him for how he looks oh totally yeah he's again they probably fear him a little yeah at this point if they especially if we know that this one man had his whole life dedicated to destroying yeah, him. Yeah, and I'm sure he wasn't the only person who was like, he's a demon, right? He's not like us, Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, shit was probably really hard for him as a little kid. Yeah. And, and then that's he can, how he becomes this hardened badass 
you know, second picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. With his cool black BPRD. I would love to have that t-shirt. I want, uh, yeah. I uh, like it has to be really cool and black like that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they make it's them or we cool. can get it I'm made. I'm sure they make those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need some merch. Yeah, that would be the merch I want. And then he's like, everything was great. And then four years ago, a frog monster killed Trevor Broom and Rasputin showed up. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gives you the real quick and dirty like rundown of the whole thing. Yeah, and I love how he's like, turns out the history books are wrong. The mad monk didn't die back in 1916. He just got crazier. Yeah. <laughs> and you get this cool like kind of flashback to um to what you call it. Oh my god. Seed of destruction. Yeah, of destruction. yeah it's all seed of destruction now. And um and he yeah. sort of just recalls that back to the priest. And he says, I mean he is being very direct, he's like, he claimed that he was responsible for bringing me to Earth, that I was to command the powers that would destroy the world well. We we went a few rounds over that. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, he said, and it's that quote, he's like, if you kill me, you will never know who you are. Fine with me, I didn't want to know. And it shows him turning him into bones. Which is kind of cool, because it feels like this is new art. It's not cut and paste. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, it's three. like in his developing style. It yeah, it's like slightly more simplified. Yeah, which I really respect. Or just like fewer, like there's got to be a different way to say it because it's not it's it's not diminishing from what yeah, came before. It's by no means simple. Like it's just so um, I don't know. He can just say more with fewer lines. He's like really learning how to be conservative with, uh, but still be able to portray like a, the, the same amount of information. Totally. Um. It's yeah. It just continues to evolve that, and then he'll yeah. land. He'll he'll land the he'll land the uh, he'll stick the landing on his his development of his style. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's so cool. And then yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I punched him to bones, but <laughs> um, I was still curious. Like he had made him curious, and then he recounts when he went to the church where he first appeared, and drrew had that dream of the old woman on her deathbed. Um, yeah, repenting for being came a witch. to collect. Yeah, um, and then the demon who, like, you know, as we read, like looks directly at him during mm-hmm. the dream. My favorite son. So yeah, he's like, and I love this his recounting of this, just the language he uses because he's all as he's recounting that he's like, but it was too late. He he'd meaning Raspian put the bug in my ear. I got mm-hmm. curious. Talks about that him to have this demon say my favorite son, and then he's all. That's what I get for being curious. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, even well, glib shit. about like these this his own life or like where his life has gone. Yeah, it's like these again. It's like his defense mechanism. Plus, I think too he knows on some level that they're kind of some of what people are saying is right, and True, he doesn't yeah. want all of it to be right. He doesn't want to be this. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't feel like a demon who's going to be the destroyer of the world. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. So he's like, fuck, they're, you know. They, yeah, they're kind of fucking exactly right, but right. I don't want to be that. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I don't know if this will come up later on if Rasputin ever does return in the in the, in the the grander scheme of Hellboy's story, because I, I can't recall everything. But it's sort of interesting that Rasputin's a man who wanted just to be a destroyer, like this yeah. immortal destroyer. And Hellboy is, in a sense, that, but doesn't want to be that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's a... Interesting contrast to have those two be. Yeah, they're great. They're mirror great, street like, antagonists. Into, yeah, each other. exactly. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, so. and then yeah, he's like, "Well, fuck," and then he went back to, <laughs> I went back to work. Like he went back to do like the you know the only thing he really knows how, and then he recalls um, Hecate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming back at him, talking about his destiny again. Blah blah blah. I love <laughs> the blah blah response. blah. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to even like, repeat it. Yeah. She's talking about how like basically Ragnarok, like this whole thing is already in action. It's just a matter of like him embracing that he's going to like he, that, he, like his role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still fighting her. He fights her as an Iron Maiden who like in this comic, it just says to him destiny. Yeah. Um, she chewed me up and she sent me to a very dark place. And yeah, just he's hearing like, I guess the I guess the dragon is talking to him, the like seven headed dragon or yeah. whatever. Um, tell me that it was my job to deliver the world back into chaos and all that stuff. We get the cool like crackle, but like a more simplified kind of hellboy here. 
Yeah. We get a cool shot of him with his full horns. This is sort of like a clip show. It <laughs> really does. Like, <laughs> and we'll get to it in our final thoughts, but does it's very clip show. Yeah. It's not like, a bad way. Like, like you said, bad. like he's still giving you new art. And it's and like, it's, and it's in addressing of like, it's almost like catching you up and yeah. also in like explaining like, in a weird way, he's going like, okay, I need to address his big stone hand because it's more than what you think it is. Yeah. It's not just a weapon. Yeah. It's actually a larger thing in the whole story for this character. So it's almost like, hey, I'm going to re- I'm, I'm gonna take you through and be like, this is why these occurrences are uh, are happening. It's right, really all because all of his right hand. Yeah. <laughs> I think that must have been, I, I think he's being like facetious in that little description that he gives us in the beginning where he's like, a few people wanted to know about the hand. I'm sure it's like, like every fan was like, yeah, over like four or five years, they were like, so what's up with the hand or what's up with like, explain the hand more. Every comic con. Yeah, like he attended. Single, they were yeah. like, so what, why, why, he's what are you? like, fuck, I guess I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta <laughs> I gotta give him some explanation. I gotta get to it. I can't let, I can't just be quiet about it anymore. Yeah. And he's like, I can't just say it's cool. <laughs> Even though it's probably what it was at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just thought it looked badass. Um, yeah, so he's like really like taking us back and like kind of threading like this all together, uh, which is cool. And it is cool to have his sort of like commentary over it. Mm-hmm. And because it is in Hellboy's voice, a lot of times we're seeing it with, we're experiencing the event with Hellboy, right? Right. As in the issues. And so this is him recounting it and th- having to think about it, like think reflect about on it. it more. And just hearing it, him retold, like him telling a story yeah. in his own voice. Because even right here as we watch him tear his horns off from walk um, from Wake the Devil, he says, and I didn't blow up the world and I didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I like that that's completely in his voice. Yeah. And that's, that's a good writer. That's a good writer. That's like, I'm giving you, I'm recapping this something you already went through, but I'm giving it a different viewpoint. I'm letting you see it from Hellboy's eyes a bit. That's also, I think like those two lines are so important in this issue too, because he's, he's been afraid of that, right? Like he's been afraid that like eventually he'll have to give in and be a part of this or whatever, I think. And like he defied them again by tearing off his horns and like faced his fear basically. And he was fine. Like, not fine, but, like, he was like, I didn't destroy the world, and I or I didn't blow up the world, and I didn't die. So he, like, got through it. He, like, did, he, you know, he doesn't really, he survived it once. Like, it's probably encouraging for him to be like, you know what, I can probably do this. I can still defy them and yeah. fine. I think you're right, because I think they, addri- right after that moment, they address that almost immediately. Yeah. Because it's just the priest saying, and now you think maybe you're off the hook, and he's like, well, uh. Doesn't really have an answer. She's like, "Yeah, how can you be? What about the hand? Close up on the hand. He's like, what if I cut it off? Yeah. And his, and this priest is like, and what would you do with it? Where would it ever, where would it ever be safe? What if it were used? And we get really close on Hellboy. And his eye. And then we go from that little eye to this huge, yeah. insanely beautiful um, splash page. Yeah, of- just like... A, a figure which I mean, with for, no face. Rasputin, I, would I mean, say. it does appear to be. I mean, you're gonna admit, you're gonna without knowing for sure. You're. Yeah. I feel like we all are gonna assume it's Rasputin. But if not Rasputin, then some other somebody else, some other like disciple of fucking chaos or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, like some other somebody is gonna take this hand and and try to destroy the world with it. This is probably one of the best images of like a, an apocalyptic. Uh, world. Yeah, it's all fucked up. I love just the idea of every all these buildings slanted in different directions. Yeah, as if the the earth itself has just. They remind me of the gravestones that he always draws. Yeah, you know, like that's they're all, great. Yeah, like that's exactly what made me think. I was like, this looks like every like graveyard he's ever drawn. Um, but now that is perfect. Whole buildings is the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, as this figure just stands above one holding. His cut off bloody hand. Yeah. Which is almost like, even though we just talked with Hellboy, like saying he'd cut it off, this almost implies that this this figure cut it. was it ripped off, off or rip, something. Ripped it from Hellboy in order just to bring it about. Yeah. As he says, Anung Un Rama. Yeah. It's very fascinating. So he just knows like he can't, he has to carry this around. And I think that really sets going forward a new tone because right now, 
we've seen it so much far as like everybody tempting him to, to follow his destiny. He can say no. Yeah. Now it's extra. It's like, you're actually, in addition to that, you got to keep this key safe and you're the key. <laughs> yeah. It's very much like there are a lot of like Christ comparisons, I guess. Like, I guess he is like the antichrist. Like he's, yeah, he's going to, to bring about the, yeah. Bring about the end of the world. He's got this like burden to bear and all of this stuff. Like, but he wants to, I guess like I guess like in stories about Jesus, he didn't want to do it either. He was like, "Please don't make me die, God." Yeah. So I guess it's like Hellboy wants to like defy that, but will he eventually have to give into it or not? We don't know. We'll find out though. I know. But him for now, him and the priest will continue to talk just a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why it's it's like an appropriate person for him to be talking to a priest about this whole thing. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's like, I, I don't think there's any way for you to be rid of it. I'm sorry. Rest assured, your story is safe with me. Thanks. Um, that's a that's interesting because, like he said earlier, he's like, it's not a confession. It's just my life. Yeah. But that is, like, a big thing to, like, know about yourself but keep it to yourself. You know, like, yeah, I can destroy everything. Yeah. I can ruin all of existence in this earth this world and this realm or whatever. He has nothing to confess really because he's been... He's been good. He's been good the whole time. But that is a weird thing of like in in our world, if if this is like a parallel to the world, we sort of do judge on people's like what they're supposed to be sometimes. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, that's what I think this whole story is. Is like, well, you, you appear to be one thing, but your actions are speaking louder. Yeah. But some people might not. Agree. And in the opposite, what we've already said is these people saying, well, you got to do what you are supposed to be. Right. We told you what you're, you're supposed this. to be. Do it. You're in this box. <laughs> so you it's, better do it. Yeah. It's weird that you made me. It's just amazing that he created this character that's so removed from humans and through his humanity and the struggle of who you are is so relatable yeah, to it's all of super us. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Hellboy's great. And then the priest kind of gives a half-assed apology for his dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to have met you. I wish my father well. And Hellboy's like, yeah, sh- you know, sure. sure I get sure. it. <laughs> I don't think he's dismissing him. I think he's like accepting it. Yeah, um, he's like, I can't do anything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not, like he knows. It's like, that was your dad. It's not, you brought me here and are asking him to hear my story. Like, I don't think he's mad at this priest or anything. For sure. Um, and then the priest blesses him, tells him to go in peace. Um, hand of doom, jeez. <laughs> I love that because that's like we went through this really heavy thing. He really had like a heavy moment between this priest, and then he gets to the door of the church and it's just like, oh, hand of doom. Really? Just like one thing after another. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh god, now that that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Great. What a life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what a life on the final page of the story, him standing outside of this very ornate um monastery yes or church or whatever that's just that says it that says it that's really him just what a life yeah i love that last image that vertical panel like walking out into the light too like it reminds me of um you know like he's i guess like light like in a lot like in like film or in, in medieval painting a lot like light representing knowledge and being like well now i know what you know he's walking into the light with this information He's like learned about himself and all this stuff, like for sure, more like visual, um, visual, like ways of conveying this information. Yeah. Um, that we've like seen throughout the comic. You're totally and it's right. cool. Like this is like a neat page that this panel is like embedded in this other larger panel. Yeah. And I think this is interesting. This, these images over here. Yeah. Uh, that are next to it. Cause they almost give me the feeling of like, clues that were being presented right it's It's very fascinating because the top is like two angels that from what i can tell maybe represent evil and good maybe i'm not sure there's a there's a crest moon that's bleeding stars then below that is a crown which has flame behind it which represents his name yeah then you have just him a picture of hellboy and then now below pasted almost pasted on like a clue that you would see like on a classic like fbi agents like putting on a board right his this new parchment with the right hand of doom drawn on it with the the words of course and there's a little bit of like weird blood dripping off yeah and then it's all empty below that until just the end with a question mark yeah it's like 
I'm giving you a little. It's like it's Mignola very much giving you a little breadcrumbs trail of like. Here you go, nerds. It stops. Yeah, we're all like, no, but we want more. Yeah, but tell us exactly what it does and how it works. Hurry, get to it. Yeah, it's like not his style to like convey every literal bit of information. Yeah, not at all. Um. Yeah, holding up the star and the moon. Like I don't know what. I don't don't know either because visual is. I wish I knew more about it. I did too because that angel has a sword. The other one is, uh, and it looks more, could be a man more on that side because he, like, but I don't know. I don't know if they're two females or meant to be. She seems, the other one seems to have something else in her hand. I can't tell. Yeah. It's a lot of imagery that I'm not absolutely 100% familiar yeah, with. Yeah, she's holding something else. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, relief sculpture. That's, That's what, what they're called. called when they're yeah. like. The relief sculpture. That's interesting. Relief, yeah. So it's like not a sculpture in the round. It's like ah. it's just like coming from the wall, like protruding like part elements yeah. that are three D three dimensional. Ah, that was bothering me. No, I'm, I'm glad, glad you figured it, it, by it out. The end. <laughs> by the end, we got it to you. That's right. You can stop writing that email. Uh, <laughs> uh great. I mean, this is a very interesting issue because like it's 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 a fascinating issue because I think it is an issue that's built for. This reminds me of my final thoughts. We're moving into our final thoughts yeah. and favorite stuff about it. It's not a bad issue. It has a feeling of like you said, a clip show. Yeah, it's but not it, yeah, bad. Like it's not in, bad. I, I don't even want to discourage that from it and like yeah. diminish from it. But it does feel very, in a, in a sense, where he like got maybe in a bind and maybe had to be like, I got to explain this thing. Yeah. And what's the best way? And it's probably to recap what we've seen before to get us there, to be like, it has its reasons and here's it. Here it is. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to address it more from what I, from what I remember in in, um, another story. That's what he seemed to say about it. Like he was saying in the like box full of evil, it pays off even more. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, According to his like little description, I haven't read it yet. And again, again, it could be used. The clip thing is also, I mean, and this isn't bad. I'm just going to point out it's not published as its own. And it was in black and white. It was part of like serialized as part of a dark horse presents. Right. It's almost feels too. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a little more. And it's also drumming up for new the nerds fans. and the, and yeah. Yeah. To give a little more to the old fans as well as drum up new. Yeah. Yeah. Tying it all together, but also giving like, yeah, a nice There's introductory point. Yeah. It's a great thing. introductory point. I think at least to spark your curiosity to yeah. go back and read more about it. It's like, Hellboy. oh, that sounds cool. I want to see. Yeah, what why haven't I jumped is. on that? For real. So I got to give him two for that. Yeah. I, I think my favorite panels in this, I mean, I, that splash page is going to be talked about forever of the end of the world. Yeah. That's just unreal. Cool. But I, a simple one I really like is, uh, is the one I love the old photograph of Hellboy as a child. I think that is from 1946. It's just great. Yeah. I love that little it's bit of so history. Cute. Yeah, it's adorable and it's fun to know that he grew up that <laughs> he was a kid once. Yeah. And then I just love the close up. It's a it's a simple one. It's very expositional panel, but I love it. I just think it's just well done. Is the close up the parchment? Uh, yeah, of oh, his yeah. finger, I think. A close up on Hellboy's finger holding the parchment of the drawing. I love how simplistic the drawing is. It just gives you, makes you feel like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, an old culture wrote, and then him just saying, behold, the right hand. Plus, he's like holding it with his other hand, too. Like, there's a lot of like little stuff that maybe yeah. all fits in here. Like, his like choice to use, I mean, although maybe the right hand of Doom is just like not as heavy t- and like, you not don't as articulate. Pick it yeah, yeah, you can't like do, but like, he chooses to use this other hand. He chooses to like use. He chooses not to destroy when he can. Yeah, that's a great way. It's a or great I'm thing to. Into it. <laughs> but I think that's a beautiful way to look to read into it. That's yeah. the depth of Hellboy. I yeah, think, is to do that. That's great. I think I like line wise, and I didn't blow up the world, and I didn't die. I just think it's really cool, and it says a lot about his character development. Yeah. Like you know, facing his fears of that shit finally, and you know, and he lived. It's like encouraging. It's cool. Very encouraging. And then, yeah, I think I like the image of him as a kid. It's like really cute. <laughs> I like this like updated version of him punching Rasputin's bones. I think that's like a neat yes. drawing. Just looks fucking sick. It's definitely, it's wonderful. Yeah. 
those great, bones. Great yeah, little issue. Yeah, great fun issue. It really is that, in that sense, giving us just enough that we wanted to keep going. Yeah, it's that. It does that so well. Yeah, and so it's interesting. It'd be fun to find maybe find a version of it to see it in black and white, but the coloring um, by Dave Stewart is great. Yeah, yeah, can't say no to ever hit his coloring. No way. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, and yeah, what a life, guys. What a <laughs> life. Um, I love it. Um, listeners, we want to hear from you about this issue of the right hand of doom. And please email us again at ah crap, a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Um, before we sign off, anything that comes to mind that you want to, as a suggestion, um, to our listeners for read, watch, or see that came about mm. from this? This is entirely unrelated, but I did watch Flea, all of Fleabag today, and I thought it was great. <laughs> great. I love it. This it's on your mind. Just because it's Share in my it. brain, yeah. Uh, it's great. Fleabag I have seen it. Sick. I can vouch for you that it's a great six episodes? Yeah, it's only six. It's wonderful. Yeah. The acting, the writing, everything is great. And she did, like, all of it. Yeah, she and it's, cool. it's nice to show, one, a female lead. Yeah. Uh, or when, I don't know what they what you prefer or what she would prefer to be called as a lead actor, but um, she's a great character. Yeah. And I love watching that character. Not, she's just so destructive. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting to watch. Yeah. And then like, she's she's allowed to be bad and we still go along with it. Yes. And you find out why. Yeah. It's cool. uh, Oh, and I also watched the invasion of the body snatchers today. I'm glad you watched it. So cool. It's so good, huh? That last, that last scene is horrifying, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Donald, Donald, uh, Sutherland. Yeah. The Donald, yeah. The Donald Sutherland one, I should say. Cause there are like several, right? Yeah. There's several, but that final one with Donald Sutherland is terrifying. That last shot of the whole movie is. Cause you think it's like, Oh, I guess he like, he's, trying to infiltrate it it's great and then yeah Ooh. Ugh, terrifying oh it's so cool it's such a good movie yeah i loved it it's, it holds up it's like one of it's those kind ones. Of a silly movie too yeah definitely i mean the way they make the the the, the replica bodies is very plant-esque it's crazy it looks it's wild. gross like very disgusting looking yeah and like i just thought the characters were great like the way that so like what are the names? Matthew and fucking, I don't know, whatever her name is, Brooke Adams or whatever. She like their relationship growing throughout the movie was also like really cool. Like they actually had real chemistry and I would agree. Um, yeah, I was like, these two are so cute. And then, you know, yeah, things happen. And then that along don't come go body that. snatchers, huh? I agree. And it just, it's one of those movies that's in the horror genre, but it transcends outside of it. Yeah. Because, and, and I don't know, there's, I don't want to discourage anyone that loves horror movies. Um, I'm just a general movie lover. So a lot of times horror movies will find, find themselves in a thing where I'm like, oh yeah, they seem to be self-serving just for the genre. Mm-hmm. And that can be good if you are a horror fan. But if you're not a horror fan. Like as far as how gross something is or like. Or just like story-wise, they seem to just be like, eh, we're just here to do that thing. And we yeah. do it. Get out. Whereas like, and this might just be my opinion. So <laughs> email me, yell at me. <laughs> uh, but Invasion is one of those ones where I think it transcends it's it's good at being a horror movie. Yeah. And and also sci-fi, a horror sci-fi, but then it's actually a, just in general I think it's a well-made movie. I think a lot of horror movies now are aware of that like they I think they try to be a metaphor for something now just to no, give it a little depth. <laughs> yeah. Yes, those make But this is certainly like feels like one that was, you know, started that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great suggestion. Having a for, deeper meaning to it than other than like just some fucking monster or something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's yeah. awesome. It was awesome. I'm going to suggest just because this whole issue is really about putting focus on his right hand of doom, which is that big stone hand. This just popped in my head. Uh, if, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners have already seen this movie, but for the hollow, Halloween season, check it out. Um, Army of Darkness. It's the oh, yeah. third in the Evil Dead uh, series. And then it goes on to, of course, um, Ash versus Evil, the TV show. But why I think it's popping in my head mostly is because in this, 
Ash goes from just not having a chainsaw on his his hand. He makes himself like a robotic hand, even though it's yeah. medieval times. Yeah. It's such. It's, and he can it's, pop it. He's like an action figure in that movie. Yes, like he totally. can, he can pop it on and off yeah. anytime he wants. It's great. Um, it's it's Sam Raimi in a, in a way that I like. Yeah. Um, I won't. This isn't a movie podcast. so We don't need to talk about Sam Raimi yeah. and my thoughts of him. But that movie is just the best of Sam Raimi, in my opinion. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> it's like such oh, it's such a great movie. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah, these are check those out. Um, we'll we'll turn next week for more Hellboy, of course. But please follow us on Instagram at Aw Crap a Hellboy Podcast, um, and Twitter at Aw Crap Hellboy. And again, please go on to Apple um, Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. Uh, and listen to your podcasts, rate and review us, please. We want to have more uh, listeners brought to us. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing from you. And, and thank I will, you. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> Say it to I was just too them. excited. I was Who just cares? too excited Let them know. I sincerely feel it so deeply right now. I love you all. <laughs>